is dedicated to all our white kings. If I wrote you a symphony, symphony, just to say how much you mean to me, to me. If I told you you were beautiful, beautiful, would you date me on the regular? On the regular. Well, baby, I've been around the world, all around the world, but I ain't seen myself with another girl, not another bitch. This ring here represents my heart. It's not a question. But there's just one thing I need from you. And you already know what it is. Because I could see <laughs> us holding hands, walking on the beach, our toes in the sand. I could see us on the countryside, sitting on the grass, girl, side by side. You could be my baby, wanna make you my lady. Girl, you amaze me, hanging our dude and crazy. See, all I want you to do is be my love. So don't give away my love. So don't give away my love. So don't give away in another woman that can take your spot, my love. So don't give away my love. So don't give away my love. So don't give away in another woman that can take your spot, my. Well, again, younger me was hooked. I mean, that's the word. I was hooked. Quite frankly, had me spending allowance money birthday money oh lord my parents hard-earned money mm. for this justified white truffle nonsense future sex love sounds mm. the 2020 experience that shit was part one and two was heat who but you know black folks oh you knew what was gonna happen as usual was right. behind it it's true because we gotta shout to timberland and Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo forever. Indeed. Better known as the Neptunes. Indeed. Better known as, I mean, hit makers, people that if, again, we got, <laughs> anybody could have a hit with them is really what I'm trying to say. I That's mean, what I'm trying, you could get. They laid the foundation that anybody could just, I mean, it's like a river. You just get in that shit, it's going to be flowing. And, and a lot of people have hopped on that river and. Justin Timberlake led us to crying a river. Cry me a river. Cry me, Whew. A hit. So many hits. But, oh yeah, by the way, again, COVID and chemo, we're back. Oh yeah, that's right. You know, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. You uh, know, Rodman, this goes out to you. We love you. So much love, Rodman. More love than you could ever know, bro. This is solely and always dedicated to you. Dedication achieved. I mean, forever. Um, but you know who is not forever these white kings. I'm sorry we fooled you when we said, you know, this is an episode dedicated to them. Really, it's about fuck them. Aha! <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and among the white kings that we are saying, you know, here's to you not stealing black music and getting away with it. Yes. Um, is one Elvis Presley. You know, I don't know his middle name. Do we have a middle name? Girl, I don't know. Elvis Black Theft Presley. Elvis uh, Weak Hips. Creaky Hip. Creaky Hip. Ooh, he was looking like he was going to break like a rag doll I every mean, time he was shaking it up. Just Don't you know I heard mediocre. he was under the influence when he was doing all them hip shaking movements? But there's no way that it was sober. 
Looking like the Tin Man out here, breaking Ooh. it rough. Okay, so fine. so okay, we already insulted y'all's fave. We sorry. Um, Which disclaimer: one? Was it Justin Timberlake or Elvis? Or Elvis? I don't know. Probably a lot um, of people know. It, it's. I mean, we. This is. Welcome to episode six, y'all, and this is really uh, the part where you get to know about the bitterness mm -hmm. that accompanies cultural appropriation. Now we took you through it in Juneteenth. We did. We took you through with the TM, which, by the way, has failed. Praise God. Amen. Um, and don't try it again. You know, we know you will, but <sighs> we're Alas, watching. We're watching. We know y'all Y'all will never fail. But, uh, but Elvis, low-key, fuck him, though, because what the problem is, and we'll get into it, but we found in discussing Elvis and researching Elvis for this episode that um, there is a vast difference and yet a correlation mm -hmm. between individual racism mm. and structural racism. Yes. Specifically benefiting from structural racism right. without making an attempt to be, as Kendi would say, anti-racist. Ally actively using yes. the power that you gained because yes. you were so inspired by black people Perhaps you might uh, put them on in it some way. It would be a good idea at least to do more than just not kill one. Right. So the standards we have is a little low. It's, it's, a, little low. it's a little low, a little but low. we we, we, we going to get into this it. This is discussions of things like who gets invited to the cookout. I feel like mm -hmm. I, I hear the kids on the interwebs. Well, we discovered that James Brown would have invited Elvis to the cookout. But that's another situation. That's a whole other situation. And show would have Little Richard invited Elvis to. The I don't out. see now. This is where okay. So Maybe let, not, let's give you all the background. Okay, yeah, we got. Let's give you all the background. This, we should just get let, let's. We we have we have an agenda here for y'all. So okay. we're we gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. But because Little Richard's quote is not there, we'll we'll start there. Yes. Little Richard once upon a time said that he was so thankful to the Lord. Okay, the word Lord was used. So I, I thank the Lord yes. that Elvis Presley um, opened the door to provide me a way to walk in it. Yeah. And I don't think that that means he would invite him to the cookout. I, I think, think he means he knew right. that white folks was listening. And of course he was going to credit, you know, the so-called king of rock and roll in 1970. <clears throat> yeah, right, right. For, you know, opening doors to him or whatever, you know, it, you know, I, you know, I had such a good master, you know. It is very a statement that you must be reading in between the lines, doing some decolonizing and reading. Indeed. Um, a little bit of resistant read, like right. a little bit of a double consciousness read. A little read. bit of against the grain. Okay. Yes. Um, that would then clue you into what he may really be saying. I hear you arguing, Kimo, is, yeah, this cracker was around and he was making good music, I guess. But, I mean, we know that he got it from us. And so if we made money off of that, he was just... At best, a middleman. At best, the middleman, a vehicle, a poster child, if you will. And we're going to get into it. Um, but first of all, we want to talk about um, some of the folks that Elvis did rip off of. That's fair. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Okay. Now, when you hear that, some of you may have immediately thought of the jiggly wiggly Elvis. I did not. 
because he even sings it weirder. He sings it weird. Um, it is indeed Big Mama Thornton yes. who brought us the hound dog. A black woman. A black, blickety black yes. blues artist. Yes. Uh, we also have one B.B. King. Yes. One Chuck Berry. Yes. One Sister Rosetta Tharp. Now, yes. if you have not seen Sister Rosetta Tharp play, please go to YouTube now, the YouTubes or wherever you find your videos, yeah. and search Sister Rosetta Tharp. It is something to see. Now, you want to talk about Elvis being the king of rock and roll. Go and look at Sister Rosetta Tharp yeah. and think about how foolish you sound. Mm -hmm. It's true. Okay. So... We know that Elvis has engaged in appropriation. So the Remember, question... He, but he grew up. Oh, well. Around this music. He's um, hailing from Mississippi. Mm. Okay, so mm -hmm. he's listening to this music. He's imbibing yes. it. Mm. Okay. Jim Crow, y'all. Jim Crow, Jim Crow, Jim Crow, Jim Crow. Right. If we forget that, we will not understand the rage and the story. Segregation... Racial terrors, lynchings, violence, um, you know, built into the landscape of this country with things that say things like, you know, whites only or coloreds only. So the music was segregated too. The music was segregated as well. And we have, um, you know, a desire on the part of white audiences and in particular young white teenage audiences to experience black music mm -hmm. without having to experience black people. Okay. Say because that again. segregation Say this, this the is wanting this. to experience this. black music without experiencing black people. So they want to divest the culture of us. Yes. Take the black, bodies, intellects, creativity that created the cultural artifact, strip it of all of that, strip yes. it of its originating identity yes. and reproduce it. Now it has been called anodyne. His reproductions and appropriations have been called anodyne. And I think for those of you who, um, don't know about anodyne. Sell them don't want a million dollar word. It was basically this was basic as fuck. They're okay? mediocre. It was mediocre and mediocre. basic. Okay. That's what we're talking about. Enough so his popified, you know, like pop, you know, imitation crab meat when you could have had regular it, crab. Pressed you know? it down, you know, you gonna took buy all some the craft versus going to the, the cheese counter and getting okay. the cheese that they're gonna cut off for you. You just you pick up cut that off shit a that slice. It's basically scrod. That's what it is. Elvis is giving you scrod and y'all was yapping it up mm, like y'all was saying. Mm, 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 Long John just, Silver, honey. I mean, honestly. That's what it was. So, right. in, so I would think about this, this, these appropriations, right, and the way that people think about them is, oh, well, these are white crimes. These are just white crimes. Now, I'm going to try and, and, and revise that a little bit. I, mm. I, I know you will as well, COVID. Mm -hmm. Yes. To say that they are YT, white crimes. Yes. Okay. These are yes. like white lies. And yes. as Stevie Wonder has let me know, say it. a white one Stevie. only turns mm. into a black one. Mm. Now we have a problem with the dichotomy of we the do. way that you know white and black are being deployed Binaries. here to mean good and bad. Right. However, right. the situation is if you tell a little lie, it's only going to expand and get worse and worse. And your culpability is there. It's present throughout. So he's appropriating, right? And, you know, yes, he did say 
mm-hmm. that the coloreds, mm-hmm. okay, he used the word coloreds. Now that, that was the word, word of the time. Of the but time. he was like, I grew up around the coloreds. They've mm-hmm. been good to me. You and know, they and make their music, the music that I love the best. So I just figured I sang some of it sometimes mm. and make the motherfucking bag. The bag. I mean, which is again what and takes still us making a bag. To, this is After what death. inspired this episode was the fact that one day I was minding my black ass business on the interwebs and I saw Elvis, a new movie. What the fuck? Mm. A new Elvis movie? I had to call Kimo right away. Hey, mm. Kimo, did you hear? They're doing another... T- money, hand over fist in life and death. And this is the ways that white supremacist structures uphold resources and generational wealth for some people and not others. Are we don't know what happened? I don't know what's happening to you know Sister Rosetta Starp's family. Are they all getting the bag? Do I we have guarantee eighty five episodes of you know versions of books and things written about her, like an obsession. T shirts and motherfuckers going to the house and all sorts of things. But this is the purchase <sighs> of blackness again without black people, without the liability of black bodies and black people. It's angering. It's very angering. So this, again, brings us to what we were speaking about in the beginning, which was structural racism versus individual racism. Now, one of the things that Elvis is known for that we found out today is apocryphal, meaning it's not actually attributable to him. Right. Is that he said, um, you know, the only thing black people are good for is to shine my shoes. That's the the rumor about him. Yes. Now, it in fact turns out that he was actually very neutral. He wasn't, he was not racist, which we know is not a possibility. Again, anti-racism is what we need. Right. He didn't kill anybody black. Again, right? He hasn't. muff anybody in the face or anything. (laughs) Black. (laughs) Oh, but you know what we haven't talked about? What we will talk about. Just treatment of women. Oh yeah, we get predatory. Oh, we get there. We get there. Okay, that's in the that's in the um you know consider the titty part. Okay, okay, okay. We haven't got there yet though. We up here. Oh good. Okay, I'm sorry. This is an exciting episode. But it's it's packed. It's jam packed. So so the the problem with participation in and I mean gleeful participation in the appropriation and unequal gains from white supremacist systems that is. A problem, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's that that you stand idly, and I'm using scare quotes here, idly by because it is actually active. You are the one performing hound dog when you know what it is, and you blowing up the fucking charts. Mm-hmm. You're not bringing uh, Big Mama Thornton with you on a tour. You're on not a asking her, oh, can I? Does she get songwriting credits? Oh my god. I want to know. Skip that diddly deep. We're looking. Who's the owner of this song? Who's still getting money off of this song? We don't talk enough about that. But it's because Elvis didn't really call black people the N-word. But the problem then becomes when you benefit from whiteness without critiquing the system and seeking to to create and generate, I mean, to generate and sustain equality and equity within the system, then you are a part of the problem. You walk away with millions of dollars compared to the thousands that the people whose music you have taken are going to get mm-hmm. in their lifetime, 
and then probably not much at all after their death and maybe not even enough to take them to their death. We know the stories of a lot of blues Absolutely. musicians who fell into penury before they died. Absolutely. So, you know, you were high on the hog out here. And, you know, there's a reason why um, we introduced this um, with Justin Timberlake. Another Memphis, Tennessee, because that's, you know, Elvis... Born in Mississippi, raised okay. in Memphis. I'm going to Graceland, Graceland, Memphis, Tennessee. I'm going to Graceland. Of course, Paul Simon going to Graceland because he another one. Hello. Okay. Okay. But, okay. What are you doing? Homeless. We are homeless. No, you're not, actually. Moonlight sleeping on the midnight I'm upset for us that this is what <laughs> we're stuck with. You know, and... Good. No, no just, just no. So yes, Justin Timberlake, another down south boy. It's you know. not their fault they was raised it's in not, the south. It's not as their that fault. they was Confederate children. And it's not their fault that they just love like black music. music and they move their little souls and so they just much. sing it so, they just sang so it. purely they just and love. so quietly. Oh. It just makes everybody happy. Everybody's so comfortable with it because it's clear that this little white boy just got moved by the soul music of the negro right but at that point we don't want no negroes at dinner and as a matter of fact we don't want what used to be called race music that's what the which word is was what black people was making at the time race which music. is what elvis was listening to race, race music. music so somehow because he got an in because of his poverty supposedly living on the black side of town being okay, raised no. in these black areas he can spaghetti, be spaghetti, he can literally spaghetti, spaghetti, another M&M type you know they can you had one opportunity knees are sweating mom's spaghetti arms is ready drop bombs but it keep on forgetting Eminem, king of rap intermediary somehow between white and black people because this mm -hmm. white boy is so he just loved black music and other it, it how do we not love that for him eminem is the top selling hip-hop artist of all time globally i'm talking bag over bag over bag over bag i mean he actually got the bog you know i mean like birkin where i mean like literally can flip and reverse bags for as long as he wants. Own Jordans, own like huge opportunities that Grandmaster Flash, mm -mm. DJ Cool Herc, mm -mm. Roxanne Shante. Mm -mm. I, I mean, mean, Eminem, first of all, Eminem outselling Jay Z? Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's Eminem outselling Kendrick? Yes. Okay. Snoop Dogg. You know what I'm saying? I mean, outselling Snoop Dogg. Right. Okay. So, outselling Tupac, maybe Rex. You know, that's the thing. It's like, but. Remember, Eminem is loved by the black people, so it just makes it it's cool. Makes it okay, and that's Elvis. James Brown talking about he invited to the cookout. Love him. That's my brother. This, you know, uh, <laughs> and he black and he proud. You remember, would think. Remember that video that we saw on the internet um, that it would be like all of them in Tyler. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's always like the white boy or something. It's yeah, like all of these black motherfuckers. And Tyler, and then the one white, but that's Eminem. Yeah. That's Elvis. I guarantee y'all is strong black brothers in and, and Tyler, Tyler. <laughs> in this place. Yes. Yeah. That is the effect that we're critiquing. It must be critiqued because of the economy of it. It has to be. Because 
if Eminem, you know, if if Elvis had, if it, we know what these things sound like with black people, and it's just that that's not palatable for mainstream audiences. Right, and mainstream in scare quotes because mainstream mean white. Why? Because, again, Elvis, 1935, we looking at him, him coming up after World War II when white people was getting that bag. Hand over fist, hand over fist. Millie rock with it, Millie rock with it. Yeah, Millie rock, million, 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 millions and millions and millions of dollars spent on bet, you. Bet, 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 Spent bet. on you. Investment, investment, investment in you. Jobs. You I mean, just the name of the name, right? Like Elvis. And we were like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. But it's like, Sister Rosetta Tharp, Tracy Chapman, you know, like, give me, give me a, 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 a fucking Tracy Chapman before you give me an Elvis. Mississippi Fred McDowell. We don't know these folks. Howlin' Wolf. We don't know these folks. Jelly Roll Morton. Okay. That's the only one I couldn't think of right now. But there's a lot. There's y'all. a lot. There's a, there's some documentaries on Netflix about a musician who has some weird, mysterious death. Nobody knows his name. That's a weird tale, too. Wow. Aside. Yeah, we should watch that. Anyway. Okay, yeah. Up up and coming. The problem is, is that we have 85 Elvis documentaries and movies, though. And 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 and, and we got we got to say that um there is a tie in this performance of black music to the minstrel sea area. Absolutely. Okay. Minstrel C, for those who don't know, if you're familiar with blackface, you know a little something about mm-hmm, minstrel C. Mm-hmm. Blackface, okay, you paint your face up with cork, burnt cork, and you put, and bur- y'all, burnt cork make your face black, okay? Yep, if you didn't yep, know it, yep. you learned it here today. On, on COVID and chemo. That were used. You make yourself sick painting your face black. And then at that point, you take black music, mm-hmm. specifically music, right? Mm-hmm. This minstrel, the singer, performing. Dancing and theater. Music, dancing, yep. giving it to you. Uh, an entertainer, you know what I'm saying? They coming up there to sing and present black culture to white racist audiences. Yes, through the lens of what white people think black people's music and theater and culture sounds and looks like. And it's particularly demeaning because in a, in a minstrel show... A lot of it is comedy at black people's expense. Yes. So to see the same motion, the same cultural appropriative motion happening with, again, we return to the word anodyne, right? A watering down of something or, or in the case of a minstrel show, a sort of um, uh, Frankensteining of, yes. of forms to create this, you know, magical Negro who does all these stupid things on the stage and yet can sing and dance oh, and get everybody together yeah i'm coming oh, uh, God, it's revolting i mean beatdowns are owed in the past big, big um, time. so really the problem that we have becomes you want to sing and act black but you don't want to be black mm-hmm. okay so this this is connected again to the segregation it is the point of the matter is, it doesn't matter if Elvis lynched nobody, yep. okay? First of all, that's a terrible standard, as we said. Yeah, okay? just because Elvis wasn't, like, actively, purportedly holding black people back. He could have gone so much further. Way more could have been done. Even at the time. Right. We saw people do it at the Absolutely. time. You talked about Marilyn Monroe before. Absolutely. There's an incident that... Um, 
Marilyn Monroe refused to go into a club unless Ella Fitzgerald could sing in it. And that's an ally. Yeah. Like, what? Okay, so you become so inspired by this black music. It's changed you and it puts you on. Now you came from the gutter. Mm. And now you, you know, rich and famous king of rock and roll. Everybody knows your name. You touring. What are you going to do now that that was what inspired you to get to the next level of your life? Nothing. Not a god. Nothing, and that's the problem. He but do I'm nothing. just a simple white boy. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. So I don't know. I know. I just I, I grew sing, up poor. I don't. I just sing some I songs. I sing black songs. I have a couple nobody black can do friends. it like the colors, of I course. Mean, but that's. I mean, but I'm doing it, so I mean, it's it must be good enough. Keep buying them tickets, right? And it was okay for white girls to sexualize Elvis. Absolutely. In a way that it would not have been okay for white girls to sexualize Chuck Berry. No. Or Little Richard. No. In a way that it was okay for young girls to sexualize Justin Timberlake, but, you know, we saw what happened with Bobby Brown. Oh! Is that what I said? Oh! Lordy. Well, this brings us to the fact that... Um, when we consider this, this uh, it's kind of like an archetype, right? The, the white king archetype. <laughs> they come in and they become the king of some black shit. And only they can do it like they do it. Yeah. You know, never seen nothing like it before. And it's, so, it's, it, it could solve racism. That's what we need it to do. Could it could solve racism could. except for the fact that when it's put to the test, <laughs> like at the moment at the Super Bowl, when Justin Timberlake reached out and no. snatched out Janet Jackson's titty. This is... In front of a national audience, yes. an international audience, Say it. saw this, and he, did he come out? and No, she's getting banned, she's getting all he this said, heat. I don't know, I'm just a white boy. I'm though. just a simple I'm white, from I'm just a simple Tennessee. white boy. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, a titty was there, I don't know what happened. It, 20, it, was, it was a malfunction. I, yes, it took 20 years for people to really agree and again black people black women all these people have been saying the stuff that we're saying now and that's why it's okay for us to say it now even they paved the way but the caucasity Ooh. for it taking a documentary in 20 years of lost endorsements and deals and trauma for justin timberlake to come out and say i'm just a little white boy I guess I was profiting off of that systemic racism and that patriarchy and shit, but I mean, I made the bag already, so I'm bad. And that's that shit I don't like. I mean, it's okay. So this brings me to every time I think about situations like this, an apology is just not going to do it for me. Like people apologize for shit all the time. That's just words. Yeah. You haven't atoned for anything. You have made the bag on top of the bag on top of the bag. I mean, as you say, Birkin, who? This is money. Buy the store we for can, all the I money. I mean, as we broke, y'all. I look. I mean, I can't think of, look, I can think of a very small handful of black people that have seen the kind of money that these people have seen. Right. Especially Elvis. <laughs> especially. Maybe Oprah. But, I mean, come on, man. Oprah got to do everything? That's what uh, Jay-Z and Kenny be talking about. Like, it's just me and Oprah. It's lonely, man. I mean, like, it's Serena. I mean, like, why do we know Elvis's name? And the only reason is because he made palatable black music. B-grade at best black music.
Yeah, it is B at best. At motherfucking best. And that's generous. And it was predatory. Married a, you know, the young ass woman was saying all these terrible things to her. She was like, not, you know, it, it's giving R. Kelly in a, a little bit of an instance. You know, I don't know. I don't like it though. And you know what? what you, it's interesting you bring up R. Kelly because I was just about to say that like Elvis is in particular with the sound Hound Dog desexualized that song. He said, you ain't never ca- caught a rabbit and you ain't no friend of mine. Right. Big Mama Thornton was talking about a man who mm-hmm. was sniffing around her dope. Yeah. And who better not sniff around her no more. Right. Because she, you know, he wasn't really putting it down. So it was a very sexual, playful, you know, rich kind of song. Mm-hmm. Um, and Elvis took all of that out of it. And then with his creaky, creaky hits was coming hits. in. And then when you think about it, okay, so, but you're desexualizing something, but you're also like, you're, so you're getting the purity points, but you're also doing bad shit with women. Yep. Yep. So you shouldn't receive... You know, oh, so he didn't lynch nobody, but what about the women's though? Exactly. This is not good. Yeah, it's very true. It's inappropriate. And one one thing we should let y'all understand is we had love for Justin Timberlake. Okay. Okay? Okay. Deep love. So I can understand Mm. how black folks was feeling about Elvis. Mm. You know, they didn't necessarily know. You know, it's like, who was mm. it, Julian Bond, who said, um, in the mm. article we were reading, who said, um, I think it's on theconversation.com, I think that was that one. But anyway, Julian Bond was recorded as having said that he liked Elvis, and he actually sang an Elvis song with a musical group he was a part of. And at the time, he says, at the stage I was at then, it was acceptable to me. But this implies that there's there's developmental stages to racial consciousness, as Du Bois teaches. So there would be a moment at which we need to... Okay, COVID, you didn't need to do that. I absolutely had to. You didn't really need to do that, COVID. I had to pull it up. Okay, now this is an auditory uh, uh, a medium. I'm sorry. Listen, all right. Now I have to explain that COVID just held it... Hell, hold it up again. Elvis was the king of treating women like shit and luring 14-year-olds into bed is the title of an article. Vice magazine in 2016. Wow, G. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, R, I mean, an R. Kelly type of situation. That's then. what I'm saying. Like, it, it, it's bad. Woo. It's very bad, as I recalled. In his book, Elvis Presley, A Southern Life, Joel Williamson writes about Elvis's life on the road, including his time spent with teenagers. Williamson writes that while on tour, Elvis preyed upon a group of three 14-year-old girls who would pillow fight, tickle, wrestle, and kiss Elvis, who was 22 at the time. Well, folks, this gets worse in here. I mean... Elvis eventually found a 14-year-old girl that he could commit to him. This is his first and only wife, Priscilla. He met in 1959 while 24 years old and was serving in the military in Germany. The two dated for six months before returning to the U.S. Uh, 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 After the marriage... Elvis would bring other women into their bedroom. He would watch and film his wife with them. 
it's not clear whether she knew she was being documented. Oh, this is R. Kelly. He the white, he the white R. Kelly. That's what, that's what is. He the white R. Kelly. His health deteriorated. Did he ever piss on nobody? We don't know. Elvis couldn't help falling in love once again, this time with a 21 year old. This was later in life. Oh no. Oh, oh. In the 70s, a 14-year-old girl named Rebecca Rika Smith. COVID. I'm, it's, COVID coming undone over here, folks. I'm sorry. I just think COVID this, reading a record and just having a meltdown. Here, folks. I just think that it's important for us to think about the ways, again, these things are related. And while... It's related because it's going back to the question of... Why is it the standard that he ain't never lynched nobody? That is covering so many sins. And the fact that, again, we have to ask, what did he use his power, the power and privilege and money and opportunity and voice that he gained, a platform that he gained from singing black music, that he said he was singing. I mean, it ain't that good at it, but I was singing black music. He's using that not to stick up and put on for black people who helped him get there, but to oppress young white girls. Yeah. That's a no-no. It's a no-no. It's giving Bill Cosby as well. Ah. <laughs> I'm sorry. This turned into a lot. I'm sorry, Robin. But these things have layers to them. And I think the ways then that women's bodies are not kept is the record or part of the record of these great white kings that we'd be talking about is gross. It's nastified. So fuck Elvis. Well, here's the thing. Fuck Elvis. Ooh, fuck Elvis after what Vice is talking about. Very bad. Very bad. Um, but a movie though? I mean, come on y'all. Like it's one thing to have Elvis exist, right? Like we have a lot, like R. Kelly exists. You know what I'm saying? R. Kelly made some banging music. We don't listen to it anymore because of who R. Kelly turned out to be. But, you know, it happened. Kanye West. It's his terrible. You know what I'm saying? Look. Kanye West said slavery was a choice. Had to cut him out. Had to cut him, had him, out. Cut him off. He's banned. Right. But, you know, at the same time, made awesome music. Had, right. had a really beautiful career. So, you know, but a movie, I feel like, first of all, his name is David Ruffin. That's who the movie should have been. Okay. We need a David Ruffin biopic, a big one. Figure it out. Okay. Okay. Get on it. Get it together. Uh, second of all, her name, as we spoke before, is Sister Rosetta Tharp. Yes, another one. Where's the biopic? We need the film. Where is it? Mm -hmm. Okay, you got a host of black actresses right. waiting to break out. They don't be getting jobs. They don't get, be getting calls. They ready to rip that shit apart. Ready to do it. They can't okay. even get a good hairstylist on the set of the movie. So then you're looking at bad wigs half the time. Sorry. His name is Thomas Dorsey. It is. Yes, if you want to get into some gospel. Yes, it is. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it is. His name is Chuck Berry, as Absolutely. we spoke. His name is Little Richard. And her name is Mahalia Jackson. Oh. Yes, it's. It's just that simple, folks. You know, there's, there's plenty of originary talents yes. to talk about. And yet we continue to talk about the watered-down, lactified Elvis O. Presley. Just do another oh my, Tina I should just call him Turner. Elvis Oh my Presley. Oh dear. Oh no. Elvis Oh no, oh no Presley. I mean, <laughs> you know, do another Tina Turner movie. Run that back. Run it back. Run it back. I mean, they just did a Janet Jackson, but we was talking do about it Janet again. Jackson. They could do, do it again. Do it again. You know, do, do, yeah, do that again. You know what? The Jacksons. 
The American I, Dream. The American Dream. I mean, that's again. I mean, come on. I mean, The Temptations. Deserve. We could bring that back. I already said David Ruffin, but you could do all of that. You could you do know, a David Ruffin film we, and a Temptations film. Because guess who we would much rather see than Elvis? Who? Otis. Okay, even though ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. See? And that's worse. Elvis below that. Uh, way below that. I would go to see Otis. Any day. Any day. Any day over Elvis. I'd pay good money to see Otis. Right. Because I won't be giving any money to Elvis, who they don't problematize at all and just act like he's the king of some shit. And I just don't think the music was all that good. I said what I said. This movie is going to be shiny and annoying as fuck. It's going to be like a whole... There's going to be a soundtrack. Yeah. It's going to have all updated like actors singing yeah. the, the fucking... Uh, we're going to be in for it, y'all. We're really going to be in for it. But, you know, at least we got to speak our piece, you know? It had to be done. Had to be said. Mm. Well. Rodman, can't wait to hear what you think of this. Can't wait. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I had to beg, plead for your sympathy, I don't mind, cause you mean that much to me. Ain't you proud to beg? All right, sweet darling. See you next time. <laughs>